<clears throat> Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden, and I'm just trying to stay cool. It's really, really warm in Seattle. Actually, it's probably hot in Seattle and in King County. Uh, it's my joy to be on the air. Uh, this is a powerful week This up we end this week. I'm, we have uh, the uh, two famous people's birthday, August 16th is Ronoko Rashidi, uh, uh, and uh, Wednesday, uh, Thursday is uh, Marcus Garvey's birthday. So I have Mr. Rye here. He's going to come on and tell us about all the happenings. It's going to be all the things going to be happening the last weekend uh, of this uh, of August, which August is a hot month. I mean, you know, August has been hot, you know, a hot month, lots of stuff, hot stuff going on. How you doing, Mr. Rye? I'm doing fine, Reverend Harriet. Uh, I see you staying cool. Well, yeah, I'm in my car, just like to say, but I'm not driving. You know, I'm hands free. It's, it's 86 <laughs> in Seattle, but it's 91 in Renton. Wow. Gee whiz. Yeah. So it is warm, but uh, we're talking about uh, the 60th anniversary of the August 28, 1963 March on Washington, D.C. for Jobs and Freedom, attended by between 250,000 and 300,000 individuals. No fights, nobody got shot. But uh, because of that, and that's where Dr. King gave his famous I Have a Dream speech. Uh, all the civil rights organizations were involved. The prime uh, organizer was uh, A. Philip Randolph and Beard Rustin, but it also involved uh, uh, Roy Wilkins with NAACP, Whitney Young from the, uh, the National Urban League, as well as a plethora of clergy and other civil rights uh, workers and leaders throughout the country. Uh, to that end, uh, as you know, the Supreme Court has been diligent in chipping away at the rights we gained 60 years ago. Yeah. And uh, recently, uh, some people thought they were immune from the, the acts, but we also saw what happened to a woman's right to choose. Now, I know before when Donald Trump talked about what he did to women, he still got 53% of the white female vote. Hopefully enough women are upset regardless of color or ethnicity that they would be uh, upset about anyone trying to take away the right to choose. And that's been proven in Kansas and uh, recently in the state of Ohio, where they tried to manipulate the system, raise the threshold, and they end up losing horribly uh, because the women and other people who are for people's rights turned out and far exceeded uh, the threshold that was set by uh, that right-wing Republican control uh, legislature in Ohio State. Right. But in uh, Seattle, uh, you know, Dr. King came here once in 1961. He spoke at two assemblies at Garfield. Uh, he also uh, was a classmate of, with the late Reverend Dr. Sammy Berry McKinney. Yes. Uh, they were classmates for one year. Dr. King entered Morehouse was 15 years old. Reverend McKinney mm -hmm. went one year and got drafted into the Army uh, because of World War II. Uh, but when he graduated, when Reverend King graduated, he was 19 years old. Uh, and then, you know, figure 20 years later, he's uh, go, falls to an assassin's bullet for all the work that he did. But what we have to do is recommit ourselves uh, as the pastors came up with the theme, dreams unfinished, not a commemoration, but a continuation, a con right. continuation to struggle for our rights. And a lot of people will have a misinterpretation of the 64 Civil Rights Act and the 65 Voting Rights Act. Uh, I spent the first 10 years of my life in Shreveport, Louisiana, and the only people relegated to the back of the bus or drinking out the colored water fountain were Black people. Everybody well, else was treated as white. So we can't say, uh, yeah, it did give rights to all people of color, but the, the laws were meant for African descendants of the United States enslaved. That's, that's right. who the segregation was meant for and that's intended. Right. That's, right. that's who that's served right. the brunt of it. So that's who Thurgood Marshall went to the Supreme Court for. <laughs> you know. There you go. And and uh, uh, on uh, working closely with uh, Reverend Dr. Linda Smith, uh, the distinguished pastor of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church in Renton. Uh, she's been really taking the lead and with the pastors. Reverend Steve Baber has been out there along with Reverend Dr. Kerry Anderson. And always they got you on the list, too, of the pastors that will be speaking. Uh, okay. on, this will be on. Friday, August 25th, uh, beginning, the doors open at 6.45. Uh, the preach-in event will last from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, and we'll have this uh, flyer up on Facebook and everywhere else. But uh, 
You will hear the prophetic voices of Reverend Dr. Linda Smith, Reverend Dr. Steve Baber, Rabbi Daniel Weiner, Reverend Dr. Kelly Brown, Reverend Dr. Gwendolyn Coates, Reverend Dr. Leslie Braxton, Reverend Dr. Kerry Anderson, Reverend Dr. Robert L. Jeffrey Sr., and Reverend Mother Harriet Walton. Oh, they got me on the list for preaching. Okay, you're on, okay. the, you're on the list, and, and they can't oh. leave you off the list. So well, that that will be that will be Friday, and we're really hoping uh, on on and there's going to be uh, Tana Yasu's doing a good job. You heard from her last Monday about uh, the youth event that's being held there, where they're going to have uh, young leaders coming in. Like there's one young brother, Demarion Sisney, uh, uh, worked at Microsoft for a couple of years. Now, he has six engineers working for him. We have uh, folks like Chandler Williams, who's one of the musicians and oh, yes. uh, leaders of the Young Persons Choir. He's also a recording artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, Claude Burfecht uh, on the King County Labor Council will be bringing people into the apprenticeship programs. But uh, So there'll be a wide variety of activities from 10 to 5. Free food, there's a brunch at 10 o'clock. There's going to be lunch served. And there'll be a lot of information about uh, opportunities for younger adults, uh, as well as uh, some guidance for people who are much younger and still in, in middle school and high school. There'll be something for everybody there. And then wow. uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday, the 27th, right. at 3 o'clock p.m., there'll be a march from the Jimi Hendrix Park down to the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Civil Rights Park. And okay. I'm still waiting uh, to hear back from... Uh, Chief Adrian Diaz, because I want to make sure we don't have no problems with a permit. It's only six tenths of a mile, but I believe in playing by the rules and making oh, yeah. sure that's that's right. uh, So I have that calling into the chief to let him know. Uh, and that will be, uh, you will hear from a variety of speakers. It's not going to be a, a, a speech where there's a, 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 a keynote speaker, but we're going to have all various interests of the community by ethnicity, by folks who have been involved and in, in struggle for their rights. Uh, we are inviting people from the Japanese American Citizens League, uh, da- uh, Dr. Uh, Rev- uh, Rabbi Daniel Weiner. Uh, I will also be inviting people from the Native American community, as well as those pastors will be speaking again. And then other folks uh, from uh, uh, labor will also be involved. And uh, at the end of the rally, uh, there will be uh, also, I'm gonna say Josephine Howell has been committed she will be there. Butch Harrison will be there. We're waiting to hear back from Chandler Williams in terms of attainment. And I don't think she knows it yet, but we're going to be asking Chardonnay Beaver, the granddaughter of the founder of the Facts, Fitzgerald Beaver. She'll be one of the leaders in the youth event, but she also will probably be doing something uh, on the rally uh, at the Martin Luther King Park because we want to make sure that we have our young leaders out there oh, yes. as well as our more seasoned leaders who can talk about the experience. Like we have two people who have, uh, were actually at the 1963 March. Uh, oh, that really? was Tony Lemhow and Claude Burbeck. Uh, they oh, both okay. were at the, at the, 60, uh, the August 28, 1963 March, 60 years ago. And wow. I said enough to have between 250,000, 300,000 people and everybody is focused on getting their freedom. Yes. Uh, uh, they, they stuck to business and went back to their respective uh, places uh, uh, where they resided, various cities and towns, and start working. And that's what we have to continue to do because of the fact we have people who don't intend for us to experience true <laughs> rights in the United States of America. And when you have uh, people, uh, hypocrites like uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Tom S., uh, who every week you find out something different where he's taking money. <laughs> Last Monday he had... They revealed he had a uh, one of the billionaires bought him a $267,000 RV. And then ProPublica went through and found out he had 38 private jet trips and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's absolutely amazing how the Supreme Court justices don't have any kind of code of ethics to abide by. And uh, well, I, you know, I don't think it. I don't think the other guys, you know, this this is a this is a new day here of this level of uh, of uh, uh, improprieties and all this stuff that's going on. And I guess to say that uh, uh, Justice Thomas uh, uh, has come a long ways from the cotton fields in Georgia. He got everything he got was through affirmative action. Everything. And, and they're still getting something through affirmative action. He you know, sure is. He, he, was he, he certainly is. 
All the, the jet travels, the yachts, uh, uh, yeah. the your mama's house. Uh, I mean, there's just <laughs> But I was on a call with the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective, and they had retired your Judge Frank Culberson on, okay. and he was saying that if he went to lunch with someone, he had to report it. Yeah, this is what uh, what's it supposed to do. That's, that's, what, why, that's to do. why it's supposed to be un, unbiased, you know, and all that type of stuff. But you know, one day when the book is written about him, we'll see how he gave. He, we'll see how he uh, interrupted uh, uh, us uh, for to uh, moving toward what we should get in America by being uh, compromised and all those bills that came before him. How he always voted uh, with his wife' uh, uh, opinion. And all of that stuff, you know. I mean, one thing about it, it won't stay there forever. I, I, I it's going to come out about him, and who knows? He might just have to. But he has no shame. He has, some people. It's obvious he has absolutely no shame whatsoever. He has no shame. And he has the thing no shame. about him that he used to be dressed like a Black Panther when he was in college, and all of a sudden he just went completely south. Every job <laughs> he got was through affirmative action, and right. even the judgeship. And then, uh, if he they had the Anita Hill hearing today with Clarence Thomas. He never would have been confirmed. And President Joseph Biden was president of the Senate when that was going down. But that right. was when in uh, that uh, in the early 90s, uh, uh, women just didn't have the respect that they have today. And there's no way he would have made it if that hearing was held today because he lied about everything else. And he lied about Anita Hill. And that's why I was right. so happy that the Martin Luther King Committee gave Anita Hill the award in 1993. And I took him <laughs> back to D.C., because I was, uh, I was back for Bill Clinton's first inauguration. So and right. she also came up to the University of Washington about 20 years ago. And I was able to talk to her out there as well. So she That's truly right. is an amazing person. And she'll go down as history as one of the That's women right. that really fought for justice to receive injustice. <laughs> well, listen, now, Friday night, where is the event being held at Friday night? Friday, is Friday, is gonna, Friday, is gonna be at, okay. Friday is going to be at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church. And I can give you the address right now. Uh, that will be at uh, uh, 4319 Northeast 10th Street, Renton, Washington, 98059. The doors will open at 645 and it's being hosted by Reverend Dr. Linda Smith. And she's put together a dynamic group of clergy to speak truth to power, uh, to get, get the whole weekend started. And the pastors came up with the theme, which we adopted, uh, dream unfinished, colon, continuation, not commemoration. Right on. Now, what about Monday on the 28th? Is there any On event? the 28th, uh, right now, there's supposed to be some panels uh, that will be streamed live. Uh, uh, at, uh, and we'll have more information that probably by the end of the week. So I can okay. update you on that okay, uh, on yes, next Monday. On next Monday, uh, yeah. I'm 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 going to be away from my from from my show, but I'll have somebody there. I mean, it'll be Haywood or maybe Chikundi. So uh, I'm not sure yet, but uh, but uh, we will have a show on Monday. So I uh, and I'll talk to Haywood see if he's available also. Okay, well I'll, I'll be available too. So just let me know. Okay, all right. Well, this is uh, this is good as usual. But just before we go, I. Uh, you know, you always have to put Florida in the mix. So, uh, I, I, so I'm going to be going to break in a few minutes. But you see how he's getting rid of all the prosecutors down in Florida? I tell you, the man is a bigot through and through, true and true. And he's not going to well, go I mean, anywhere. I, mean, I, I, I think, I mean, if um, the, the, the female attorneys, I, I don't know her name right now, she's going to sue. So this might wind up to the Supreme Court. Because uh, you just can't take away the people's right. The people voted for these people. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and then they have not been charged with a crime. They have not been found guilty of a crime. See, I mean, exactly. that's one way you get out of office. You found guilty of a felony. Most if you're a felon, most times you can't serve in a public office. Or people people usually get rid of you by a recall. That's usually what they do for people in an elective office. They will recall you to remove you. Well, you know what? That's really interesting. You mentioned that. There's a black guy and by the name of Simi Bird. He is a Republican and a, a military veteran that's running for governor. And on August 1st, he and two other school board members were recalled in Richland, Washington, because he uh, didn't want people to wear a mask during the COVID. So anyway, uh, I don't know what kind of chance he's going to have to get to become governor if you can't stay on your own school board. So just wanted to mention that. Wow. All right, Mr. Wright. Well, hey, uh, we we will continue this conversation, and know what? 
I, I'm glad the title, I, I say the title once again for this uh, illustrious weekend uh, coming up. It's uh, Dream Unfinished, colon, con Continuation, Not Commemoration. And the All Dream right. Unfinished refers to Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech that right. was uh, given at that uh, 1963 March on Washington. All right, then, hey, that's cool. I, you know, I'm always jazzed. I graduated in 1960, so hey, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, praise God, I'm still alive. So hey, all right. You and I both on that one, man. Yeah, all right. All right, Mr. Wright, thank you for being on, and uh, we'll talk thank to you, you later. Okay, right, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. I'll be right back. Thank you. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Dr. Nels Rasmussen at HealingMinistryForAnimals.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 20th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me, and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other, feng shui and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. Hope you can join us and plan to call in with your questions for either one of us or for a personal reading with Natasha. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com healing.com today wherever you go alternative talk 1150 is here for you good afternoon <laughs> you're listening to the mother's justice show on 1150 a.m kknw i'm your host from walden it's my joy to be on the air and we are we do need a bridge over troubled water absolutely we do and mr Ryder was talking about what's going to be happening the weekend of the 28th i'm gonna bring my next guest on she's not been on the radio before i i but we've talked many times her name is Kath, Ms. Catherine Wilkinson. I, I, I Wilkins, uh, and uh, she has uh, uh, some information that I'd like for her to share. Um, welcome, uh, Catherine. How are you doing? Oh, I guess I'll make it. <laughs> yeah, you are making it. Yes, she, she's making it. I want to just introduce you to the community. I follow my listening and all the people who will catch this on the podcast. Uh, I met you uh, at the uh, at Union. I I up at the old post office. Uh, before all of that was before the. Uh, we, before we were had some more uh, buildings buildings yeah. taken down and other things was built there, uh -huh. and uh, it was the first reunion that uh, that Africa Town had had, and we were just sitting by one another and I don't know how the name of Marcus Garvey came up. Well, I don't even remember. I don't. But all I know is that we started talking. I don't know went. Okay, well I'll let you tell me then. How did it go, Miss <laughs> well, Catherine? You see, that was my first time being there, of course. And Mine too. To yes. Somebody else. And okay. <laughs> I asked you, I said, do I know you? You said, no, I don't think so. And then um, you were talking to this other lady, I don't know who she was, and you got you mentioned Marcus Garvey, and my ears perked up. <laughs> I said, because nobody talks about Marcus Garvey. I haven't heard nobody talk about Marcus Garvey but my mom. And my ears <laughs> perked up. I said, uh, I wasn't trying to be nosy, but uh, <laughs> when you said that, I said, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's how we met. Yes, and we've been and we've been talking ever since. Right. And you've come to the book club and uh, yeah. down and had a conversation. And uh, this Thursday uh, is Marcus Garvey' book uh, birthday. We're having a party, but I want to. I just want you to just explain. You know, I mean, I was so excited to hear your story uh, that your mother uh -huh. was a young was a young a young lady. I mean, she oh, was yeah. young. About but how old was your mother? Oh, let me see. Was she seven or eight? Something like that. Mm. Okay, she's seven or eight years old. And what does she do with Marcus Garvey? What 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 happened? Well, you know the ladies. Well, my grandma came to town. Well, they from they came here in nineteen nineteen. Right. They uh, they were taking the money 
to get a ship to go to Africa. Right, that's right. Then he had the black. He had the, the black. Had the nurses with him, I believe. Oh something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, they weren't nurses because they weren't allowed well, to be no. a nurse. No, they weren't allowed to they be a nurse, but they knew, they knew. They were black cross black. nurses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, they, were, they weren't allowed to be a nurse, but they they were allowed to march in the parades and right. You know, the Fourth of July parade, and they wore their white uniforms and the stash across the chest. They were real proud. Yes, real proud. Really Say proud. that word again. They were real proud. <laughs> oh, real proud. Starched white uniforms and the men wore their stashes. And yeah. uh, they would march in the parades and stuff. And uh, when they heard Marcus Garvey, well, they sent for Marcus Garvey, I guess. Right. And when, they, when, they, when he did come, they wore their white uniforms and the stash across the chest, and they met him at Union Station. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and <laughs> and they gave my mama the flowers to give to him. She was so surprised and so so happy. Oh, she was happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was a happy little lady. And um, that's what they did. They gave her the flowers, and she gave to him. She said, well, you know, I heard so much about him, but I thought he was a tall, tall man, a giant, you know. She said, and he was <laughs> much bigger than me, and I'm only five foot two. <laughs> But he had broad, broad shoulders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She really enjoyed that. She always talked about Marcus Garvey. Wow. Yeah. What a fabulous story. I mean, and and, and so she has such an impression. He he came to Seattle twice uh, in the 1920s. Yeah, he came twice. Well, according to uh, uh, Quintard Taylor, I mean, in his uh, information, he said it was twice. But mm-hmm. I'll research it. I'll research it. I know one time he was at Washington Hall. Yeah, and yeah. Well, you know, they had, the big, they had the big spread, you know, the food and everything waiting for him. Oh, yeah. Right. And also yeah. he was at, they were at First AME, and I think they marched from First AME uh, to Washington Hall uh, uh, at uh-huh. one point. Well, yeah. I know. So, I'm uh, not sure where they marched from, but I know they marched from that Union Station to Washington Hall. Where they had okay, big well, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, but also uh, Seattle had a large following of market. It was a large following of Garveyites here. I oh. mean, because ever since I I've met I've met I've met uh, well I've met folks who uh, who parents I uh, was either from Jamaica or they were mm-hmm. actually was part of Marcus Garvey. I, I, I they knew about Marcus Garvey, and uh, so he had a it had an impact here. I, oh. In fact, I, I doctor, I, I, one of my uh, one one of the doctors that that I know uh, mm-hmm. uh, that, that used to go to Jamaica I often talked about Marcus Garvey and uh, and uh, uh, Rich, Richard Haynes, Doctor Richard Haynes. He's a um, he's a chiropractor, mm-hmm. and uh, he talked about uh, and actually he had some coins that I had. Uh, I don't know if I have a lot of them now. That he gave me coins that I would give out to the young people who had mm-hmm. never seen black people own money. On coins before because well, we live in America. Two of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sir. <laughs> you did. You gave me two of them. I got them in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Got them in your book. Well, now, so find and as your mother grew up, and of course, I so I mean, I want you to also talk a little bit about you know about growing up here in Seattle because it was different then uh, than it is today, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, uh-huh. And uh, people had a lot of pride. I mean, you know, I mean, you talked about Lots that pride. pride. Mm-hmm. You no know, pride because I grew up when people had pride too, and uh, oh, you know, yeah. social respect engineering. and pride. We had a lot of that, and uh, and so social engineering has taken a lot from us, oh, and from yeah. from also, uh, and also integration has taken a lot oh, because yeah. uh, somehow we didn't teach our children history. We uh, somehow people stopped teaching history, and I don't know why. And so, uh, as Marcus Garvey says, a, pre- a, group, a people without their history uh, is like a tree without without any roots. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and right. uh, and somehow people got programmed that we were in a different era now, and it didn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, but uh, what we saw in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, 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 last weekend, it does matter. I mean, we have to know our history, and uh, and, and that's history. Type of stuff. Yeah, you got to know the you past to, to get to the future. That's true. That that that's true. Now, how many how many sisters do you have? I have three I sisters. Have three sisters. All right. Uh huh. With all you all together, and I mean, just to think, just to think that your mother gave the flowers to Marcus Garvey before you always ever thought about. Oh yeah, and, well, uh, know, I went uh, back in nineteen twenty something. She was a girl, and now you all at, the, at this uh, age still carry and talk about Marcus Garvey. Oh, yeah. I mean, what impact? Yeah. What an impact that he had on her, and the impact he had on other people. I mean, really, I mean, Marcus Garvey was bold. 
I mean, he was bold and unafraid. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and, and since he was Jamaican, he had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh -huh. Americans uh, uh, organized. A lot lot of the elite people that we think about in history today, uh, uh, Debbie D. Du Bois and A. Philip Randolph, yeah. all these people was against Marcus Garvey. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, know uh, as he was I know he was. Yeah, yeah there was a whole bunch of them that was. And uh, the editor... The mm -hmm. editor uh, of the uh, of the Chicago Defender was also uh, against uh, Marcus Garvey. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, so uh, we'll come back to Marcus Garvey in a few minutes. But just let's talk about what life was in Seattle. And I know your father. You said I know longevity runs in your in your lineage. Yeah. And I, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about how it was when you were growing up with your um, family. It was okay. I didn't grow up with too many black kids, though. Our cousins okay. that we grew up with cousins, they were black, but. Not too many black kids. In the neighborhood, there was none. We weren't allowed to play with the little white kids. So where did you grow up at? Right here, right down on Martin Luther King Way. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't called that then. It used to be. Empire Way. Yeah, well, before that, it was called 27th Avenue South. And it oh, was okay. A, it, so wasn't, so it was just a dirt road. It wasn't, it was, it's called road, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't a highway. <laughs> it was just a little okay. dirt road. So, so it wasn't very many black people down in the valley then, because no. that's like going to the valley. No. No. Okay, we didn't. We really didn't have too many black kids. We didn't grow up with too many black kids. Okay, no, okay. So, so, so the black kids must black families must have been up the hill. Um, I mean, because the talk people talk little. about the black, the black, but people talk about how many black people lived in the central area. Yeah. When I when I came, it was I came at seventy five, so it was a lot of black people in the center. Well, when yeah, I, I got a whole list of everything that uh, that we lost from you know from Twenty Third and Jackson. We had like a little mall up there. I got a wow. whole list of everything that you know that's gone now. Wow. Yeah, yeah I want I'm gonna, I want to make sure that you get that recorded. I mean, I, my son sometimes they do history and stuff, so I. I Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I want to make sure that people know that oh, yeah. the, that the central area was self sufficient. Oh yeah, that people that told me. So you want to talk about a little bit what people what we had there in uh, in that area? Oh gosh, you had so much stuff. We had hardware stores. We had furniture stores. We had dimes, you know, five and dime cent stores. We had fish markets. Shoot, it was a lot of stuff we had. I like I said, I wrote down everything we had. You know where Mount Baker Church is? Yes, ma'am. That used mm -hmm. to be a theater. Oh, really? Yeah, we used to go there, little kids, to the theater. It's, it was wow. a lot bigger then, too. But that used to be our little theater we used to go to. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. A lot of things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And just to see how, how what has happened uh, uh, yeah. to it today. And also to see that uh, that we went from being proud for and having pride mm -hmm. in, our, in who we were and who we are as a people to a lot of our young people don't seem to know or don't the uh, they don't understand no, they don't. the relationship of history to now. I mean, and how 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 they owe so much of who they are to their ancestors mm -hmm. and the people who came before them. I mean, because nobody gave birth to themselves. That's, that's true. That's <laughs> you true. Know, you know, uh, even, even even some of these people might think they gave birth to themselves, and some of them even think they potty trained themselves. Okay, and <laughs> <laughs> taught themselves their own ABCs. <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, I, recall, oh, I graduated from Franklin High School. You know where Franklin High School is? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I got a grandson now. My uh, my my youngest grandson is going to be a senior there now because he uh, mm -hmm. he wasn't able to get into Garfield and uh, uh, and that so called legacy didn't help him because all my kids went to Garfield. But oh. <laughs> well, most of the black kids uh, yeah. did go to Garfield. I didn't get to go to Garfield. I had to go to Franklin. In fact, my mother went to Franklin High School. Oh, your mother. Yeah. In what state did your mother? Where did she come from? And how did she get she, to Washington State? She came from. Um, she was born in Dallas. But she came okay. here when she was like little, little, little bit of kid. Okay. And okay. Uh, my my grandparents came in 1919. Oh, 1919. Yeah, they were born in oh, 1887. They came here in 1987. Wow, my grandmother who raised me was born in 1889. <laughs> wow, well, my grandma was 1887. Grandpa was 1885. And wow. They came here. They wanted. He wanted to leave the South. I think really was. I really think he was threatened. Because, okay. you know, like I say, when they have a storm, the black people got to go clean it up. Oh. And, uh, I, okay. He was moving too slow, I guess, for him, and they cursed at him, and, and he got angry, and he never gets angry. And so he decided to leave. 
And uh, they, oh yeah, yeah, they decided to leave, and they grandma got sick, so they decided to stay here in Seattle. Oh okay, you well, know what? That's I the think you know that. Did. I think grandma got sick. They, you know, back in those days, anything they didn't know was the flu. When they didn't, oh, know the flu. and I think that's the same thing that's happening today. Two hundred right. uh, a year. What? How many? A hundred years later, it came back in twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. I think, okay. I think it is. I, I, okay, okay. I think it laid dormant all these years, and uh, <laughs> really, it did. Oh, because back in those oh. days, huh? Yeah, because nineteen nineteen, the pandemic was going on. Yeah, yeah, it was. Right. That's right. That's right. It was going years on. Now, twenty eighteen, they came back. Probably but probably never did. Who knows? You know. But yeah. but I know it took a lot of people out there. Uh, it, it went from uh, nineteen. Uh, what was eighteen, nineteen, nineteen, right. nineteen, and nineteen twenty. Yeah. Lasted three years. It lasted three years. Uh, wow. Right, because grandma got real sick. She got mm-hmm. real sick, and uh, my mother would go in the closet, with her closet, and pray for her mama. Pray for my mama, and she did. Oh, get, isn't that beautiful? She got well. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Go into yeah. the closet. You know, my grandmother would be on her knees in a in a place that you know it was it, it was she was hidden behind the door, and oh. I'd come home from school looking for my grandma, and I'd be calling her name, and you uh-huh. know, because she was usually always there. Uh, <laughs> and then I go in her room, and the door behind the door was my grandmother praying. I mean, oh. you know, and you know, always praying. You know, she was always praying. Yeah. I, I pray. I mean, because I, I mean, she knew about the Klan and uh, all of that stuff. And her father had be the be the white man in 1898 and lived to tell wow. it. So she understood about prayers and stuff like that and what prayer would do. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, and praying for children of the world and uh, especially yeah. in the community. But um, I saw you uh, at the communion. Yeah. I I will take a break in a few minutes. But I I saw you at the communion. You and your sisters. In fact, I saved a seat for you, and we had such a good time. I know. I you know. know <laughs> you know. You said, "Well, you know." So you, told, you don't fun, know. Huh? Oh, you don't know. No, you old. No, no people. And I said, "Oh, you need to stop saying that, Catherine. I keep introducing you to all these people." So you. <laughs> And you oh, get to be a nice star, and, you know, especially when I say, oh, her mother gave the flowers to Marcus Garvey and everybody said, oh, my goodness. So you, you and your, <laughs> know, your, your sisters are just so pleasant. And, uh, oh, thank and you. I just, I, you know, I just really, really love history. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I really do. And, and I, I'm, I'm a history buff. I'm a buff. I think that history for me is my Bible because uh-huh. then history connects the dots from the past to the future. Yeah. So that how we can how we can get there. But I'm really interested in the fact that Seattle was self-sufficient at one time for oh, black it was. people. It was. I'll show you the list I made, you know, from the old, okay. from the old central. Okay. Okay. Because okay. That'd be good because I want to get on. Huh? Right. Yeah. Well, we'll get make sure we get a copy of that list. I mean, let's take a break and come back here and I uh, and give you a few more minutes. I, I talking with I want to talk back with this little star that I have on my show here today. Uh-huh. So we're taking a break right now. On Mother's just a show and we'll be right back. Oh, OK. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice uh-huh. show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook Dr. K's Abundance. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com healing.com today conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial alternative talk 1150 
Oh, yeah. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. And we want to thank King County uh, uh, Sheriff's Department for um, for uh, sponsoring Mother's uh, uh, Show also. Um, I just want to bring uh, my guest back in. This is Catherine uh, Wilkins. And, uh, uh, Wilkins and her mother uh, gave flowers to Marcus Garvey when she was a, a girl. Uh, and welcome back, Catherine. Okay. <laughs> welcome back on the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Oh, it's nice. Uh, and, we, and we were talking uh, uh, on the break about your family. Uh, I just happened, just happened to ask you how many children that you have, and yeah. and then you want you and uh, you want to just tell me what you said. What I said about my grandson. No, no, no. You said you had a daughter, and uh, and then how many how many uh, children? Oh, yeah, grandchildren. I have a daughter, I have and I had five grandkids, and I have two uh, great greats. Right, yeah. right, and then you wanted you wanted to mention your grandson, and what was his name? His name was Sir William Gray Cunningham the <laughs> Third. Oh, bless his heart! I know. And uh, and uh, what did you? And you said that uh, a few years ago he committed suicide. Uh, to, on in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Well, yeah. sometimes August the eighteenth. Wow, the yeah. after Marcus Garvey's birthday. Yeah, that was yeah, it was really Mar- sad. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that, and I want to offer you my condolence because oh, I know it doesn't go away. That's you know, right. it doesn't go away. We live, we live, we learn to live with the, with the tragedies that happen yeah. to us, you know, and the, and our death of our loved ones. But you were telling me that your grand, your father lived to be 105. Is 105, that right? And he was raised up in Winlock, Washington, a town about as long as your arm. That was it. One stop sign. No, they're not, they're not. How because how did he get to Winlock, Washington? Uh, being a my, his mother brought him to Winlock. Uh, Washington, I don't know. I I think he had an aunt or something there. I'm not sure. Wow. But, he brought him. but he, he it was it was like a German town. Winlock, Washington. Yes, I can like imagine. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, and sometimes the Germans' uh, attitude might not have been that pleasant for us <laughs> when he was growing up. You know, so uh, but he loved that little raggedy town. It was a ragged little town. <laughs> he <laughs> Did loved you ever that little town? It wasn't no one stop light. They didn't even have a jail. One stoplight, a hardware store, a grocery store, maybe a couple of churches. But he loved wow. Winlock, Washington. Wow. Well, he, he must was have had some fun. of their parade. In oh, June. he was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so he must have had some fond memories there, and then for him to be the grand marshal of oh, their yeah, parade. Oh, talk your head off. Well, so he must have. So they must have. They must have had fun. They must have been. Uh, I really cared a lot by him because you don't get to be the grand marshal of a parade without somebody without having some uh, skin in the game as I the mean, young they, people. They looked you. him up to find him here yeah. in Seattle, so he wow. could be the grand marshal. And what was your father's name? Franklin. Franklin Wilkins. Oh, Franklin Williams. Wilkins. His name Wilkins. We're all Wilkins. Oh, Wilkins. Yeah. Okay. But, wow. Uh, that, he lived there, and he 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 lived in Kirkland, Washington. You know, Kirkland okay. across the water. Yeah, one time Kirkland had a lot of black people. I mean, well, uh, the uh, oldest I mean, black family was our family. Okay, so you're also related to Sabria uh, Rahima the Hughleys, then. Hughleys, uh huh. Yeah, Hughleys. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that's how I know about the people there because Sabria was a friend of mine. Yeah, I know. I was, I... Was a friend of mine. Yeah. Well, you know, go ahead. Yeah, so he was raised up there too. So he, his dad built a house there in Kirkland, Washington. When it was right. just woods, right? It was just woods. Yeah, Bellevue yes, was woods too. <laughs> <laughs> and so was Mercer Islands. So was Mercer Islands. Oh, yes, it was you know, woods. Yeah, just woods and chickens yeah. and stuff. Right. Yeah. And people sometimes probably wish we had some woods and chickens right now instead yeah. of all these houses and and all this stuff oh, that we it's have. Oh, Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to make sure that you know about the party. It's on Thursday at the Liberty Bank Community oh, Room okay. where we've had it before. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be from 6 to uh, 7.30. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a cake and a little food. Uh, and uh, food any and... kind of donations? Well, yeah, you could give some donations to the to, to, to the book club. Yes, I mean, sure, we could get yeah, some donations. <laughs> My sister Shirley was saying, "Don't they need a donation?" I said, "I guess so." Yeah, well, we could take we could take a donation. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so uh, also, yeah. So, want to make sure you know about that and let me know if you need a ride. Maybe I can arrange somebody to come and I get you. Live down the street. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Right. I just kneeled yeah, it down the street. You know, so, so yeah, so we're really excited about Marcus Garden Bay Party because yeah. we want to keep his name alive and the work that he did for us. And I uh -huh. want people to know that uh, a lot of things that they've written about him wasn't always the truth. Uh, yeah. And uh, and that he had a love for black people. He wanted us to. He wanted to see us free. I know. He my grandpa to used to get up. My grandpa used to say. White people don't mind being white. How come black people don't like being black? Because <laughs> we were dead at that time. He said, yeah. and you're not colored because God didn't paint you. <laughs> Grandpa was a wise little man. Oh, what did he say again? Say that again? <laughs> he said, you weren't, you're not colored because you weren't painted. Oh, isn't and that white beautiful? I've never proud heard of their race. So why can't black people be proud of themselves? Oh, yeah, it's all this programming. It took 300 years to make a slave out of us. Okay, 300 years of programming, mm -hmm. uh, the mighty Africans, to get to where we are today. But some of us is coming out of that 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 programming. You right. know, because uh, uh, on a lot of the birth certificates in the South, you were either colored or a uh, Negro. Yeah, right. And on my, on, my, on my birth certificate, I'm a Negro. And You're my mother's Negro, birth me too. A <laughs> Negro. And, uh, Negro. Uh, and so, uh, but I do know uh, being an African-American is that you like an individual. And uh, being part of a group, it's not like a group. So you don't have a, a cohesive group of people to come together no more mm -hmm. like they did on the March on Washington. Right. And that's what we were talking about. The March on Washington was people who knew who they was, that they knew who, who they knew who they were on some level. And they mm -hmm. all came together uh, for that. And so now just trying to get people to uh, to come together yeah. and, to, and to understand uh, that it is okay. I mean, really, because really, we are a dominant gene. Being black is a dominant gene. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and, and dominant genes, uh, you know, that means we've been here and that we, hey, right. we're dominant. Uh, and uh, it's nothing you can do about that. See, the science is nothing. The science can't alter that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and we've been here for so long. I mean, we've been here. We've been in the world for so long. I All mean, right. left Africa over 250,000 years ago, upright, mm -hmm. and went to every continent, see. That's why when they're digging up the bones, they still find the mighty Africans somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, well, I've enjoyed you being on my show. And oh, I look you're forward, welcome. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you on Thursday, you and your sister. And let her know that I did, let Shirley know that I did reach out to, to let, let, I left a message for Elmer Dixon to get his book okay. about the Panthers. She said she uh, have to and, do that. I said she wants to. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, just accept the gifts. Okay. It's okay. It's so, it, it, you know, she can be a great receiver. It's my joy yeah. to give her, to, to find that book for her. Cause she told me she still liked to read. And I said, well, let me just watch. Why can't I get that book for your sister? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah. And, uh, and I I invited Elmer to come to the party. Who knows? He might show up and bring the book. Yeah. Who knows? Isn't that you know, cute? He might be that gracious <laughs> if he's in town. You know, if he's in, sometimes he's in the country, so out of the country, because I know he spends a lot of time in Portugal and other places oh, with the working he? Oh, point. okay. Yeah, he's doing some international work about, uh, I, I guess, about relationships and community, I believe, but I'm not sure. But like, so one thing before we go, you said when the Panthers, I, I, I want you to say this, you said that when the Panthers opened up their office, what happened to the community? Well, we call it the white flight. Okay. <laughs> In fact, that's how I got my house, I think, because they were ready to leave out of here. They were scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's too bad. It's, it's not that kind of fear today. But I say, well, what would happen if the Panthers opened up, uh, opened up an office on, uh, 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 on Union? <laughs> they ain't going nowhere this time, though. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, who knows? Yeah, they, they're here to stay. They ain't going nowhere this time. These are younger <laughs> folks. Yeah, well, uh, well. Anyway, that, that I, I wasn't here. I didn't come to seventy-five, so it's. Mm. Uh, oh, you're I'm, younger. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm a youngster. <laughs> yeah, I am you a are youngster, younger yeah. than me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're my friend, and I, I, you know, I'm so glad that we're friends and your family and your sisters and stuff. So I look yeah. forward to seeing you on Thursday. Okay. Okay, at six thirty. I uh, yes, ma'am. I no, it's six to seven thirty. Oh, six to seven thirty. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Bye bye. Nice talking to you. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on eleven fifty AM KKNW. I'll be right back. It's Rem Walden. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by HG Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for wisdom and wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. 
That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. A few minutes that I have left, I'm going to just mention I, I, we're having the Marcus Garvey party uh, at the uh, Liberty Bank building on 24th and Union. Uh, and it's from 6 to uh, 730. Also, this is Mother's uh, 33rd year. Uh, and I, so uh, September is our anniversary. I don't know if we're having a party yet, but I know we're going to have our breakfast uh, uh, in November, our annual breakfast uh, uh, for the attorney of the year, the Thurgood Marshall attorney of the year that we give an award to. So keep those things in mind. And you can always go to our website, Mothers, Mothers, SL Mothers for policeaccountability.org and give us a donation for the work that we do. So I want to just read a few quotes by Marcus Garvey. Reason why I like Marcus Garvey because he loved us. He loved black people and he was a liberator. I mean, he actually came for like America looking for Booger T. Washington, but Booger T had already uh, died. Uh, he liked what Booger T was doing there. Uh, Booger T believed that uh, you should be able to uh, have brick and mortar uh, and learn how to do things with your hand. Because most times, you, I mean, this, most things in those days was done by hand. Uh, and if you uh, if you break your window, you still need somebody to put it in. So doing something with your hands is still valid today. You need a carpenter, a plumber. Actually, if you break your leg, <laughs> you got to go to a doctor. <laughs> I you got to use his hands to put your put a cast on you. So I mean, all it's so many things that he had, and he had the right perspective on it. I wanted. I'm just going to read a few of his quotes here. I I I. And one of the quotes was, uh, the God in whom we, we believe, we shall worship him through the spectacle of Ethiopia. And I think he believed that the people should have a, a, a deity that looked like yourself. I mean, and I, and I can understand that piece because otherwise you wind up being uh, confused and, uh, and, mis- and misled. The whole world is run on a bluff is what he said, you know, because everybody's bluffing. <laughs> Some people take the bluff and go ahead and do, go to war. <clears throat> Another one of his famous quotes is, there is no force like success. And that is why the individuals make all efforts to surround himself throughout life with the evidence of it as of the individual, so should it be of a nation. He says, nothing succeeds like success. I, and see, uh, one, uh, another one of his quotes is, there should be no, so there shall be no solution uh, uh, to the race problem until you, you yourself strike a blow for liberty. And liberty means self-determination. When you look up liberty, it means the, the ability to determine your own destiny without somebody else telling you what you have to do. Uh, that's what liberty means, because I looked it up. <laughs> he says, unite all people of African ancestry of the world to be one great body to establish a country uh, and absolute government of their own. And this is one of, this is one of my favorites. So up you mighty race, accomplish what you will. That's right, because you've been downtrodden, you've been beat down, you've been trained that you're stupid and that you don't know anything, but yet and still, uh, one of the things that I found out uh, through all this testing that they can do uh, with the mummies, uh, they found out that, that all of the, uh, all of the uh, ancestry of the uh, pyramid builders and the, and the, um, and, and the uh, King Tut and all of them uh, had Negro ancestry on it. They were Negroes and uh, Negroids. So, uh, Anyway, you know what that looks like for us. He says, Who is, whosoever uh, things, uh, whosoever things uh, common to man that man has done, man can do again. That means if man has created something, another man can come along, create it, or woman, and create it better. He said, I love this one. With self-confidence, you have won before you have started. And that's what we have to make sure that our kids have. You have to send them out the door. 
with a with with with, with, the, with the, a breastplate of confidence. So when people come at them and telling them what they can or cannot do, they have the strength of knowing who they are. They have the strength of knowing their history. Because if you know your history, you know your greatness. You know that almost everything that's in use today in America was designed by someone, by a black man or woman. I mean, just look it up. I mean, everything. It's incredible. The pencil shop in there, the ironing board. I mean, I really. The rolling pin, <laughs> all of these things. Huh? Oh wow, uh, it's just it's just incredible, incredible. The windshield wipers in your car, uh, lots of stuff. He says I read four hours a day, and I tell you the truth, I was I was up to two hours a day before I got on Facebook. But I'm gonna I'm I'm cutting that stuff back so I can go back because I just love to see what I'd be like if I read four hours a day. One of the things that Marcus Garvey said, he said if you could take an uneducated man and teach the man to read. Our woman, I, I, and that in two years, two and a half years, you will have an educated man. I really into it. So I mean that that's really is exciting to think about that. Four hours a day, uh, and he says never go down in intelligence, and that means that uh, uh, surround yourself with people who are working to and uh, to uh, uh, improve their intellect. I mean because really you have the, uh, the ability to do that with the power that's inside of all of us. We have a great power in us that we're not using and we're absolutely not using, but up you might erase, accomplish what you can. That's a great one. And we have to remember to tell our children that. And also about that confidence. I mean, confidence, confidence. And here's another one. He says, ignorance, uh, intelligence uh, uh, rules the day and ignorance bears the burden. And you can see what has happened in America when people are not educated. I mean, ignorance does bear the burden. I mean, and also it takes so long to get out of poverty. I mean, it takes it takes a generation or more to get out of poverty because poverty, people have to be lifted out. And he understood that. He came with a plan to make us self-sufficient. And we're still working on that plan. I want to thank you for listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. Make sure you catch our podcast, okay? All right. See you next time. Have a great week. Stay hydrated uh, and stay in front of the air conditioner to tell the truth. That's probably the best place for you to be. All right. Take care. This is Reverend Walden.